And hello there, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome back to yet another episode of Three Beers In. My name is Dom, and to my right is Rob. But wait a minute. It's a different Rob than I'm used to, and that this show's used to. Am I wrong? No, I think you're right. Who is sitting to my right? Who are you? Um, I am Rob DeVito. Rob DeVito's here because, ladies and gentlemen, of Three Beers In Nation, (laughs) Three Beers In Land. Um, Last week, we didn't have a show because our our ever-so-present Rob um, has flu. He not, has influenza. Not flown away. He has the flu. He has the flu, yeah. the influenza virus, and is deathly ill. He actually yeah. told me earlier, it's pretty funny because he doesn't go to doctors. He's not a doctor person. Yeah. And um, he said, I really contemplated going to the hospital because... Um, it's, it's bad. His esophagus closed up. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. He said it was so bad... That sounds awful. ...that he couldn't swallow. He was just spitting in a cup. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Wow. So uh, then he said Jeez. that he, then he said that he thought his tonsil exploded. Yeah, he probably should go see somebody. Yeah. Well, now he says he's starting to. He, he thinks he's turned the corner. This flu is real bad. It's been a real bad year people for the flu. People have killed people. Well, no, the people have been killed. But, well, people have killed people. <laughs> right, but that's okay. but not with not the, flu. To the flu. You, you, you think there's some sort of crazy weaponized flu going on right now? Well, that would be from the government. Terrifying. Trump flu? Trump flu. <laughs> Jesus. We have Trump flu. Um, so, yeah, so because Rob is on his deathbed, I decided to go and recruit a new Rob, a better Rob. I don't know, better. Come on. Well, you definitely have more. Every Rob has their own unique skill set. Um, what's his? Asperger's? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be it. I don't know. But maybe it is. I, don't, I, don't I mean, no him. offense to anyone who has or knows someone who has Asperger's, which I think is only, uh, it's a it's an illness where people are unable to recognize emotions. Is that? I do not know. Have you looked it up? I have not. Have you ever no. been interested in Asperger's? No, I like have you hamburgers. It, yes. I'm more of a cheeseburger kind of guy. I love cheeseburgers, too. I'll actually. eat a cheeseburger. I gotta tell you, I actually had one today. No, you really did? You yeah. were off to, oh, you just came from bowling, did I did, didn't I just you? bowled. What did you roll? What do we got? I threw a, a solid 196 my first game. Okay, not And bad. then followed up with the 155 and a 143. It was oh, real. so you trended down. Yeah, trending downwards. What, um, do you think it was the fact that you had a day off today that, uh... No, no, no. I just, uh... Personal a struggle. You know? Sometimes it's a struggle. It was a little warmer today. There's a little more humidity You know in what? The, the little... The, it's going to change everything. It's going to change a lot of things about your Ball form. sticking to my hand a little bit. So, you know what? Powder? I think powder. Yeah, I know. Powder scares me because then it just flies right out. <laughs> you got to be careful. What about a rising bag? Yeah, you got to find that right balance. The right balance of yeah. <laughs> the powder and the... Powder, and rosin. The, well, I mean, look... So we got this Rob here, which, I mean, I would love to have you on the show. I'd and, love and, to be on and the show. you would be great as a syndicated guest, but Ooh. that's a cool that terminology, awesome. right? Syndicated guest. What do you do? I'm a syndicated guest. On a very popular beer podcast called Very Three. popular. Very, woo. Very popular. Um, and also, shout out to um, my blood, my cousin Tom, down in New Orleans as uh, we speak. Living the life. He is in New Orleans for Mardi Gras or Gras? Grasset. Grasset, which is French for... Grass. What's the Mardi French for? Mm, fresh. Gr- fresh grass. Fresh grass. I think the that's Fresh it. Grass Festival, yeah. where, I mean, in line with the historical notion of fresh gr- grass, you show your tits. Yeah. And then uh, you get 
uh, beads, beads. beads for it. So, um, you know, just your regular run-of-the-mill traditions down there and the, on the bayou. Make sure you're wearing a mask. you got to wear a mask. In order to show your tits? I, well, I don't think it's required. But I don't like the word tits. A lot of people, yeah, you know, I don't use it it's a like lot. A, it's a rough word. It is rough. Boobs? I like boobs. Bo- the, the word or? I mean, both. I like them. I also like yeah. the word boobs better than tits. If you had to choose... Tits sounds aggressive. If you, it does, right? Doesn't it's it? Aggressive. It sounds rough. It's an aggressive, uh, aggressive sounding word. I don't like that word. What's another aggressive sounding word in the in the world? Not a... Not a I'm talking about anatomy. Uh, but like... What's a rough word? I don't know. Like, like rigid? Rigid is a rough is a word. Rigid? I don't know. Rigid. rigid. It sounds so tough. Like yeah. it says... It's, you know you know what's, what should be a tough word but isn't? Sandpaper. <laughs> Right? It doesn't sound no, very no. like. It's like, oh, all right. Okay, sand, what, the sandpaper. Sounds like paper is going to fall I've been apart to the, in my hands. Yeah, so. I've, been, I've been to the beach and uh, it's sand. It might be hot. Yeah, but it's it ain't tough uh, to write on. It's it's a, yeah, <laughs> sandpaper. <laughs> but if you call it like rigid stuff, rigid <laughs> paper, then it has like a the. <laughs> it's got more to it. Grit has a good. Oh, grit is a good. Grit, yeah. you know. Yeah, grit's good. What do you think is a very soft word? Soft, fluffy. Word. Oh yeah, fluffy. By is, definition, is by soft definition word. soft, yeah. and it does sound soft. Yeah, fluffy. What about like? Um, this is tough because yeah, I, I just tough. sprung this up on yeah, you. Know? No thought at all. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Soft I didn't, word. You did good with the. Rigid. Yeah, I pulled that one out. You did. You did. Rigid. I don't even know if it makes sense or not. But no, it does. It does sound like a rough word. Mm-hmm. And this all came from tits. <laughs> but you know what? It's funny about tits is it does sound like a rough word when you're talking about the female anatomy. But when you, it's used as like a a good thing. Like yeah, you know, I actually do like to use it when referring to somebody as man. You are the tits. You are the tits. Yeah, you are the tits. Yeah, like like oh man, I went to Dave and Buster's and they had that game. It was totally tits. Yeah, I, just, well, I don't know if you'd say it was totally tits. I think you have to say the tits. Yeah. No oh, man, it was the tits. It was the tits. Yeah. <laughs> it was the, the, tits. the 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 helps. The the helps it. Yeah. Because if you just say oh man, you're tits, <laughs> it kind of sounds like it sounds rough again. Kind of. Oh bit, man, yeah. you're the tits. <laughs> you know that kind of gives it. It gives it like yeah. a little. It's amazing how you could just tweak a little bit. There. So I have a, a friend who has a girlfriend, and I referred to her one night as the tits, and she was so happy. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, she took she took really? it as it was meant as a compliment. Okay, wow! And she hey, enjoyed you it. are the tits. And she laughed and loved she had it. A good it was time. great. It was great. She had a good time with that. I mean, yeah. you know, I had a conversation with a, with a uh, guy at work about um, it's a new it's a new terminology that's coming around. Um, it's called savage. Oh yeah. Okay. Everyone's using that word. It's everywhere. So I said to him, I was like, is it, um, is that good or bad? You know, I think it could be mm, now. Hold on. It's mostly bad. Well, he, uh, no, he said it could be very good. Wow. So I said, oh, okay. So savage. I said, let me try to break this down. So he, I said, so it's good. He goes, yeah. And he walked away and then he came back like five minutes later. And said, hey, man, I just want to clarify something about the word savage. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, we're working and stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah. what's up, man? He goes, um, it doesn't necessarily always mean good. What it means is something unexpected has happened. Okay. And it could be either good or bad. That's true. Yeah. But it's unexpected. So that five minutes that he left you was telling you it was good. That really it was bugging him for five minutes. It did. It actually it had to have for yeah. him to come and clarify. To say so now let's just say. Let's say, like, uh, somehow, I, this is how I, I gave a terminology to him. If someone were to come up behind you, Rob, with a 
plastic um, like basketball hoop, and sure. I were to rise up and dunk over you aggressively. No, oh, yeah, it would be savage. That's savage. Yeah, yes, that's definitely savage. But if I were to say, "Hey, you're you're tits," that could be savage. It could be, but it could also be bad because I'm not saying the tits, no, which means it could be bad. Or am I saying like maybe that's not the right? The right. Sure. I'm still trying to learn the savage yeah. thing. We gotta figure this out. Only because like I'm really interested in it because you used the word Liddy the other the oh, other day. God, I love it, Liddy. Liddy. You have to do it in like a. Hey. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. You have to. Hey, that shit is Liddy. <laughs> Why don't you snap afterwards? <laughs> I didn't. The snap didn't. You did a shoulder so dip. Did for the those dip. of you at home. There's a dip of the shoulder. Yeah. And a rise up of the other shoulder. <laughs> And a and a whip of the head, and a, oh, he did it again! But it's time he bit his lip at it. He's like he's like trying to get it going. Oof. Oh, go ahead, come on! <laughs> All right, it's getting weird. All right, let me it let's. Uh, we were drinking a pre-show beer. We are drinking a pre-show um, beer, which is called. It's called. What do we got? What is it called? It's called Known Gnome. Known. No, I lost my mouse. Oh, that's not good. Okay. No, no, why don't you tell the good people of Three Beers in just a little bit about our pre-show beer there. Yeah, it's called about what's on Known, the Gnome. Known Gnome. By the Off-Color Brewing Company out of Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, it is malted. It's got malts, pale ale, brown malt, oats, dark chocolate, and black malt. It's made with nugget hops. Nugget. It has secret herbs, uh, including licorice root and co- mm. coriander. No, Q U A S S I A. You got to show that to yeah. me. Read that word. It's like Russia, but with a Q. Okay. Where do you see that secret? Oh, oh shit! Yeah, that's a tough word to. Quasia? Yeah, Quasia bark. Right. Yeah. This but is the first that. beer I've ever had that had a tree in it. Yeah. If that's, I mean, bark is yeah, from a tree. Porter no? brewed with bark and roots. Six point seven percent alcohol by volume. Twenty IBUs. And it says gravity seventeen p. Oh God! Do you know what that means? No, me neither. But I always react. Uh, I always react surprised. Man, that gravity is savage. Yeah. Um, seventeen p's of gravity. Holy smoly! <laughs> um, uh, hang on one second here. What's the other beer? I just want to look it up for a moment. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got it. Uh, so the gnome knows it's 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 good. I, I was a little afraid when it said the um, when it said like all those those uh, like the fucking bark yeah licorice yeah these are things that don't really they, they don't jive very well with me but but in this beer especially in this porter there's a there's a uh, a very they all blend very well together and i like there's a nice dry finish to it yeah, which i think is nice. really cool and uh it's it's fairly delicious in my and it's opinion a, it's a dark beer but it doesn't have like a heavy feel to it it feels like you could drink a few of you them. could drink a few of these and you know sure. what's a, another excellent point about this beer and then you bring it up being able to drink a few of them that particular beer right there, being at six point seven, you yeah. don't get that at all. No, no, definitely you don't get not. that whatsoever. So it's kind of nice going down. Um, let's finish our pre-show beers. Yeah, okay. Let's cheers, finish sir. Them. Cheers. Hello. Thank you. What the fuck is that at the bottom? I don't have the bottom. I'm not on the bottom. Whoa! I got, got a little sediment. You know what? Why don't you just talk to the people while I go rinse this out? Well, Dom is going to rinse out his beer. He's got. A ton of uh, sediment on the bottom there. I don't know what it is. The bottom of my... Oop, I think he's going to be all right. The bottom of my glass is pretty clear. So I don't know what happened in his glass. But, uh, yeah, it's good here to be talking to everyone here um, while Dom is cleaning his glass. Uh, but this beer was pretty delicious. And like I said, you could definitely drink more than a few of them and not feel weighed down. 
uh, and all the different flavors in there kind of complement themselves pretty well. So I was go. pretty pleased with it. Oh, I think it's going all right. I'm just talking to the people. Oh, good. I never left someone alone on my show before. It was a little nerve-wracking, but I think we got through it. You filled it in well? I think we got through it. All right, so. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Without further ado, I think it's time to move on to the show beer, huh? The real beer. The main event of the evening. The main event of the evening. And why don't you take out that beer and tell people... Well, take out the beer. I'll tell everyone we're drinking. Yeah, why don't you run down? Uh, so tonight, on our main beer, we're having two brothers, Cain and Ebel. Is that how you spell Abel from Cain and Abel? No, I think it's an A. It's a red rye ale. Okay? Two brothers' favorite in... Okay. A two brothers' brothers' because there's a comma... Uh, favorite is back for a limited time A dark amber with a white head It's satisfyingly dry But with a creamy touch of Thai palm sugar And a spicy tang Of rye So this uh, red rye ale Comes in at 7% alcohol by volume The IBUs are 68 So it's I mean take that for what you will uh, it's a dark amber with a white head. The taste is going to be fruit, slight pine, floral, lingering bitterness, and spicy rye. The pairings are chicken, seafood, burgers, which we like, spicy cuisine, banana pound cake, and pecan or pecan laced cookies, which is interesting. It's available in the fall, so we're a little late on there. But nonetheless, we are drinking cane and ebble. Red Rye Ale. The one thing that jumps out to me right now is the touch of Thai palm that sugar. That sounds interesting. Now, yeah. did you, oh, you poured it for I me. Thank you. I gave you a little pour there. This is a great color in a beer. It does look really I, good. It's a beautiful color. I mean, it's a dark, dark amber color. And it, it does have a white head. There's mm-hmm. not. It's not discoloring the head whatsoever. And it has just a really, really pleasant pleasant presentation. Yeah. I think it looks really it looks, good in the Sam Adams glass. beautiful. How, uh, how does it smell? It smells? Okay. It smells like it's... It's there. It's, it's ready to greet you. It is a. Uh, it's a very powerful scent. Um, I'm getting a very. Um, there's a. There's a earthy, spicy floral scent there that yeah. I'm smelling. But it smells very hoppy. Yeah, it does. It, it does it taste hoppy? You it's, just gave it a swig. You know what? It tastes pretty good. Give it a. Give it a little. Uh-huh. Give it a little. How you doing? This is very very good. Okay. Mm. Wow. It's weird. I feel like it doesn't. Tastes like it looks, you know what I mean? Does it looks? It's a dark looking beer, but it tastes lighter. There is like a okay. There's the biz- bitterness. It comes in very late. Mm. Uh, on the first sip of this beer, you get a a slight hop taste, but there's a subtle sweetness there um, that is quickly followed up with like a I want to call it like a um, almost like a, a um, brewed tea taste. Like okay. I'm talking like a herbal tea yeah. type taste, yeah. but a sweet uh, herbal tea. It's not. It's not like it's. Uh, it doesn't yeah, taste like that. you know flowers or anything like that. But it's definitely. It's definitely surprising. No, oh, it's kind of nice. I don't, I'm a little worried that the transition from the other beer might be affecting it a little bit. I don't know. If it could be. We're, we're going to work through this, taste, but I'm, I'm happy with it. It's a good beer. This is the first time we're ever doing an actual rye beer on here. Is it? Yeah. Not. not yeah. I don't think we ever did really a rye beer. Um, it's got, I mean, it's it's got an interesting citrus to it, um, but it's not very overpowering. It's, no. it's actually very, very it's under the radar. Subtle. It's very subtle. And then very late, I mean, I'm talking, I just had a sip, 
but 20 seconds ago, and now the bitterness is creeping in. So yeah. that lingering bitterness there, I actually like it because it comes in quite late. Yeah. And it makes you want to take another sip, but not immediately. Right. So you can actually have some time to. Nice talk. How that works. Yeah, I like how that how that does that. Um, I don't know about that. Maybe the Thai palm sugar. Maybe that's what I'm getting is the palm. Maybe. What do you, you know? think in the beginning? Uh, in, the, in, in the in like the in like the kind of middle-ish, mm. you know? Yeah, it's like a, on that transition to the end of it. Yeah. And it fades. It, it's very drinkable. It is. Like it's, there's not it's not very dry at all. In the be- like in the first sip, it, it, you're expecting it to be a little bit dry. Yeah. Because you have an earthy flavor there. Definitely. But it never it never comes to fruition. Which I find uh, quite interesting. So, Rob, um, you seem to like this beer. Why don't you give us your little uh, little take on it and, and your rating? Uh, well, I think you know we've pretty much covered it. It's it's pretty delicious. It um, it looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, you know it's got kind of a fruity taste, and that bitterness does kick in late, which is nice. The timing of it is beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think we'll be rated this out of ten here. Is that what we're out of ten, sir? I'm gonna give this a nice little seven, seven out of ten. I think that's a fair rating. Yeah, I think it's a really fair rating. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I like to touch upon when it comes to reviewing and, and looking at beers is like how how the how boozy the beer is. So this is a seven percenter, and yeah. it's not you don't you don't really get that. No, you don't really the, get that. The uh, alcohol by volume is not. Punch you in the face. It's not punching it's not you. There. It's not very boozy. But I'll tell you what, though. After that, I think what's happening is that lingering bitterness that's there. Yeah. It's kind of conflated with the alcohol because it's kind of, like you don't feel the burn necessarily, but it's you do feel the alcohol on the on the, on the back of your tongue, like when you're not drinking it. Like, yeah. You know, it's a, so it's definitely there in terms of its presence, but. Uh, that being said, it's actually uh, quite enjoyable and, and it's uh, subtle. It's subtle. It's it's actually it's it's very like if I was at a bar and I saw that was on tap, I would definitely uh, go for it. I would say, yeah. let me get one of those. Which means that uh, we got a seven across the board. Which means that this is an official three beers in. Suds, Rob, take it away. What am I taking away? Tell him about it. I, I thought we just did that. This is an official three beers in Suds right here, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking Cain and Ebel from Two Brothers Brewing out of Chicago, Illinois. No, that was the other one. The other one was yes. Chicago. This is out of... Out of... Do you have a bottle? Hold on, hold on. Out of... Out of... Oh, Warrenville, Illinois. Also Illinois. Warrenville, Warrenville Illinois. Illinois. We like it. You like it. We put it on our tap. Go outside and get some right now. Yeah. Delicious. No, oh, God, that was good. We really... We had trouble there for a second. Yeah, but you were on the ball. You know, Rob, the other Rob wouldn't be able to do that. Well, he's he would be so far away. And that's not about that. Don't make excuses. I mean, you know, I don't want to just come on pile on right come now. Come on, he's been attacked enough. He's not been attacked. He's just sitting at home right now. He's very ill, surviving. He's trying to survive. People, people kill people. I said earlier. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you realize. Yeah. So, um, I just want to tell you something that terrifies me. Have you ever seen homeless people in Manhattan that are very convincingly having a conversation with no one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All the time. I don't know, man. I was walking by this woman today. She was sitting down, and she was wearing a garbage bag, and that was it. Okay? I mean, that makes Many sense. blankets and stuff like that. And she's like, then she texted me, and I was like, oh, my God, are you serious? And there was no one there. Nobody texted no, this person. No, no. That's that's. I saw her in the morning, too. 
with clothes on. So now I'm wondering, how'd she transfer to the garbage bag? So she removed the clothes yeah. and replaced it with garbage bag. Yes. Black, so she made black garbage bag. Yes. She made hands. She made room for her arms. Oh, that's very nice. And the head. So it was, you know, it was put together well. Um, but I mean, she was prepared. Maybe she thought it was going to rain. She was using her homeless powers uh, <laughs> to predict rain. <laughs> uh, what are some other homeless powers? Being able to trans, uh, like to to transfer uh, dirt into nutrition. I'm assuming you can hear change in pockets from wow. miles away. <laughs> I don't know if this is terrible or just um it's probably bad no i think it's all in good fun okay there's a lot of homeless people you gotta you gotta have fun with it i think so you gotta have fun otherwise with it, right? what are you doing yeah otherwise what are you really doing but she was just she was so honed in on this conversation with no one and you know I, for me i was like you know what she may be homeless but she ain't alone never, she ain't alone never alone she's never alone there's always someone right up here and probably right in front of her too what yeah. she sees she's probably surrounded most of the times <clears throat> she did look like she was talking to a crowd it was kind of it was kind of <laughs> crazy and she was set up in like this homeless throne like the blanket was just it was a it was a comforter mm. it was huge and it was just it was, I, I mean i'm not gonna say i'm an advocate to become homeless but you ever look at the guy and just be like that's a good setup guy's got nothing to worry about he's good at all like everybody's got problems but this guy, okay, maybe they're looking for when's am I going to get my next drink mm-hmm. or but so hit of smack. So are well. <laughs> I was going to say so are we until you brought oh, up smack. Sorry. Well, some Staten Island is a very big problem with um, smack. Yeah. Uh, and if you or anyone you know has been affected by smack, please call one eight hundred help. <laughs> is that a phone number? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure if you dial that, something might happen. Oh man. One eight hundred help. One eight hundred help them or me. <laughs> it's you think that I think it's help me with two e's, help me. Yeah, that's the number. That sounds like there's agony attached to the to the dialing. Well, well you have to have seven digits though. I can't count that quickly. Is it one? Help is eight, four zero zero. Okay, one eight hundred is different. That's you after, don't have you to need seven it. digits after that. Okay, H E L P M E E. Nice. You're good at this. You're you're so good at see Rob Rob wouldn't know anything about phones. He doesn't answer his phone. It took me forever <laughs> to get on that computer right there. Yeah, we're having a hard time. Can you just make sure we're Rob's recording computer. real quick? How do I even do just that? Just look and just do you see wavy lines? I see a black screen. Oh are you fucking serious? <laughs> yes. Wait, give it a little jiggle. Did oh fuck. I I see, oh no, now I see wavy lines. Oh god, thank you, Christ. You know, so, I just I the I the screen went to sleep for a second, but it's good. It's Alright, wait, let's awake now. I would have been good I morning. actually would have been I would have been pretty I would have been pretty peeved. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It took about it took at least 25 minutes to a half hour. We didn't to know if this show was gonna happen. No, we didn't. Well, I would have done it on the phone and then demanded him to upload it at some point. But you know, lo and behold, here we are. So um, we were trying to think about some things to talk about. We were supposed to have a show last week, you and I. Yeah. But uh, I felt a little under the weather. Was afraid that it was the flu. Luckily, happened, it was not. Happened not to be. Thank you, dear Jesus. Um, but wow, you didn't knock on wood. You. Yeah. Uh, rim shots on yeah. wood. Drum solo on <laughs> Drum wood. Drum solo on wood. Uh, so we were going to talk about, uh, we were talking about brainstorming about things to talk about this, uh, the show, and um, we're happy to report, and you can hear it first time here on Three Beers In, that the city of Philadelphia has made it through. Okay, it's no <laughs> longer on fire. Yeah. I saw, a man, go there. I saw a man eat horse shit. I don't, listen. That happened. I don't. I'm a Giants fan. We, yeah, me too. Okay, very good. Yeah. Um, we've seen two Super Bowls. Did you eat? Any kind of shit. I was never compelled to eat ho- any shit, let alone no. horse shit. Drink urine, yeah, of course. Oh yeah, but, I mean that's I mean once a week to do a cleanse. Yeah, you have to drink, drink a little shit. No, come on. It does. Does it have to be your own urine always? Because I've dabbled. No, it could be different. Urine, yeah, yeah, right? that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. No one. Yeah, no, no fine. one knows. But um, 
You think if you drink someone else's urine and they had a kidney stone, then you'll have a kidney stone? Yes. Definitely. Oh, 100%. That's tripping me out, bro. Based on my extensive medical knowledge, that's 100% a fact. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. I was going to ask maybe a doctor, but now I don't have to. Yeah. So this guy ate horse shit. Okay. Someone stole an ostrich, and yeah. then the ostrich died. Yeah. You heard about that? It got oh. electrocuted. That's horrible. Okay. Pandemonium. What about the the Ritz Carlton the awning? Oh god, the awning collapsed. Yeah, now that's that hits home for you because you're you're in the uh, in the business. Yeah, I work at a hotel with an awning. With an awning. So yeah. what would you what would you do if the awning's gone? You just you even you just got that's it, guy. Everybody out. <laughs> Good, goodbye. <laughs> Nobody knows where we are now. Complimentary. Nothing. <laughs> Leave. Yeah. Complimentary. Get the hell out of here. A quick question because I know Go that there there are people that make um, special requests. For their rooms. Yeah. Um, all of them. If I were to call to book a room mm. at your establishment, which will remain anonymous over there at the uh, Wardoff, um, if <laughs> I said, hey, I'd like to book one of your rooms. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, just a room uh, with a bed, preferably. Yeah, we've got those. Okay. And um, it, uh, can I have one? <laughs> Is there a vacancy? <laughs> I mean... Maybe. Okay. Depends, yeah. Uh, sure. So there is. Yeah. Wait, Let's say there is. Wait, <laughs> Let's say there is. For the, the All right, so there's a room available? sake of this exercise, yeah. Can I please have a framed photograph of Rosie O'Donnell <sighs> and two Hershey kisses <laughs> <laughs> on each side? Well, I mean, I don't know how it goes in all other hotels, mm-hmm. but in, in terms of the hotel I work at, we don't have that. Mm. Uh, we do provide complimentary chocolate bars. In the room, a whole bar, a whole bar of dark chocolate. Or what has to be dark chocolate? One, it could be dark, could be milk, could be orange. You ever have what? Yeah, you know how sometimes the chocolate. Oh yeah, you ever have like d- like super dark chocolate? Like the ninety percent. Love me too. Dark it's my favorite. The darker it's my the favorite. better. Like I, I don't know why milk chocolate is actually garbage. It's Satan. If I could have a hundred percent, but this is the thing that bugs me out. Right? It doesn't bug me out. What kind of a word is that? <laughs> Uh, this is what drives me out of my mind. This, this doesn't grind, drive me. Grind your gears. It doesn't grind my gears either. I just kind of it kind of surprises me. Yeah, it's a bit savage, you might say. <laughs> uh, so, I've had the, the most I've had was the ninety percent cacao, or is it cacao? <laughs> I think it's cacao. <laughs> I had the ninety percent and um, so it's it's fairly bitter. Yeah, of course. you know, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, bitter. So now, if it's a hundred percent cacao. Has to be pretty rough, right? Yeah, you'd assume. So when people discovered it, were they like, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> <laughs> How bad was food and shit back then? Where when they discovered, like in the, I guess, vine chocolate. Yeah, they were like, "Oh shit, oh god!" <laughs> but it's really, it's not what you would envision. I would say, no. Can you imagine no. if we can go back in time? Okay. To when they've discovered chocolate. Yeah. And hand them a mozzarella stick. <laughs> Don't you think it would be like fucking crazy? Do you think they would attempt to put the chocolate on? No, no, no. I'm just saying like if that, if the dark, bitter, nasty chocolate. Not, not, I like it, but a lot of people think it's nasty. Sure. It's very bitter, but I like bitter things. If that was considered a delicacy. Wait till you try this shit. I'd be like. I know I don't look like you, and you probably don't understand a fucking word I'm saying, 
but put this in your mouth. <laughs> you know, just this is very slowly presented yeah. and let them. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus. We Sorry. almost had a spill. We almost had a it's spill. It's okay. Steve's there. We recovered well. Do you think oh. that you think it would go well or do you think based upon how much they loved that? Well, if you know. they got past the initial shock of just seeing you and being able to understand you, we got, let's say that we got past all that. Yeah. Yeah. Now they understand they want you to eat this new treat. For some reason, in my head, I'm not thinking of like an indigenous type people. What are you thinking of? I'm thinking all of a sudden I'm like a knight in King Arthur's court for some reason. You think they? Disco- you think King Arthur discovered? He chocolate? definitely didn't. I'm pretty sure it was like some Lancelot. No, I think it was like I mean because I think chocolate is in a in a tropical climate. Yeah, I would think so, so. And I think that they would have discovered it really early on because they were yeah. hunter gatherers. Yeah. So I would think it's someone who there may not have been developed language, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not necessarily Neanderthal. Okay. Yeah. So if they saw me, they'd probably just kill me on sight. Maybe. They, they, but let's say they didn't. Let's say they didn't. And right. I happen to have a single mozzarella stick. Just one? I have to who demand. To, I have to demand stick? to see the chieftain, right? Yeah, you gotta go. I have to, to demand go right to the top. Bring. How do I? Do, oh, no, 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 no. Like, how do I tell? Well, let's them? just say since you have some sort of device that can translate for you, so you, that you Google can, you can effectively communicate with these people. You know what's so funny about this? I'm like, how ridiculous can you be that I have some sort of fucking device that'll translate for me? Let alone... I mean, you're already traveling I'm I'm already back thousands of years, but you have crossed the line, sir. I am out of control. How dare you? You know, I read a book called uh, Guns, Germs, and Steel. You ever heard of it? Never. It's a very interesting uh, book and a very interesting look at the history of humankind Mm. and how we got to where we are today. How did we do it? Well... I mean, it's a very, very long, drawn-out book and stuff like that, but... Um, right, well, then let's start from yesterday. How did we get to today from yesterday? Oh, God. Well, the sun. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's... Uh, there was this guy who was an uh, anthropologist, I think is the word. Okay. You, you know what that is? It's a person who studies people. Okay. And uh, he, was, he was studying a group of people that were aborigines in Australia. Mm-hmm. Or Papua New Guinea, excuse me. Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea, where... Um, they uh, they had no contact with the Western world mm-hmm. until the 40s, I want to say, uh, for World War II. The 1940s. The 1940s. Okay. So when they saw these airplanes coming in with all this food and what stuff like that, fuck? they were like, I don't know. Because you know, it's just, I mean, think about it. They've never seen a white person before. Right. Okay. Or, a, I mean, that alone is fucking nuts. And then a plane. Let alone an airplane. That probably was freaking the fuck out. I what the fuck is that? Gumbele. Uh So, uh, you know, they're studying the people because you're looking at people that haven't had human contact with mm-hmm. the Western world, how they act, how they communicate, and the things that they do and their culture and stuff like that. So, uh, over the years, uh, they learned English, and then they started having uh, small forms of government and stuff being shown by yeah. the, the people who showed up uh, how to do it and stuff like that. And uh, one of them rose to be a local politician amongst these uh, natives. Okay. And was speaking to this uh, anthropologist and said a very interesting question. So they called um, the general word for everything that they brought to the island. Marklar. Was, oh, yes, Marklar. Was cargo. Okay. So they said. Okay. Cargo. Cargo. You know, the, 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 they said the, the white man came with all the cargo. Right. So this. Aboriginal individual said to this uh, anthropologist, God bless you, um, why is it 
that the white man from years ago brought the cargo here, but we didn't bring the cargo to you. With group of people here, right, did not develop the technology and the infrastructure necessary to get to the point of airplanes and oh, steel and all this yeah. guns and stuff like that because they just did not have that technology. Right. Meanwhile, they're same species as everything, you know. So, so this opened up that question: like, why did the world end up the way it was? What where was it? It, it came down to after reading the entire book, it came down to food. Okay, so. Uh, the Fertile Crescent in the Middle East uh, was where your your hub of uh, culture and mathematics and stuff yeah. uh, actually happened. Because the more food someone had, uh, the more people would be fed and be born and be able to survive. Right. Um, so pockets of the earth where there wasn't a lot of food, uh, if those people were unable to go and get the food and kill whoever had the food to take the food, then they wouldn't develop. And then what actually happened was these people became so powerful, they would just kill whomever, take their food, and just develop more and more and more so um one of the interesting parts of the book was uh the documentation of when the spanish first arrived into the uh south america area yeah okay so they were getting uh, they translated the scribes of the natives that were here on the this side of the uh, world and they transcribed the uh records of the spanish so when the now you have to understand this is exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about the mozzarella stick right I you see. have people who wear armor who have helmets who have guns and horses there were no horses over here yeah are coming off of a boat and they're making contact with people who've never seen them or anything that they have so it's just like what the living fuck yeah. is going on right now so it's they a total they, mind fuck they were looking at the the <clears throat> what was transcribed by these um, individuals and the natives that were here thought that these Spaniards were monsters. Yeah. They thought that they were half man, half animal. Right. Cause they're on top of Cause they're sitting yeah. on a horse and they thought they were retarded because they were wearing their cooking wear on their heads. Wow. They were wearing pots on their heads, which made no sense. Right. Right. So they're like, what kind of dummies are this? They're wearing pots on their heads and they, they're, they're man-like, but they're not. They thought they were... Part about all this was uh, they both wanted to control each other right off the bat. But, of course, the Spanish were vastly outnumbered. Yeah. And they were like, we got to be really fucking careful. All right. And this priest was just like, Jesus! Right? You know, this automatic trying to convert them to Christianity. Just, yeah. That's the go-to. And they're like, "This, what the fuck is this? You know, who are these clowns? Yeah. We pray we're, we're, we're owning the shit, bro. <laughs> so both, uh, when they came together, there wasn't violence. But they both demanded to see their leader and stuff like that. So um, their leader was their god. In Take me to your leader. Basically, just like that. The leader was the god. So in South America, he was the god. So he's like, bring me these retarded man-beast things with the pots on their heads. I want them to worship me. Morons. Right? And then when the Spanish were, were like, they were going to have this meeting, they were like, listen, I got one shot at this. We got to fucking kidnap the king. Gotta take them. That's what we gotta do. And if we gotta shoot them, we shoot them. That's it. Okay? Th th these people have no idea what guns are. No idea. So then they finally get this fucking thing to go down where this guy's like, Jesus is the way. And there's th the whole civilization practically is there watching this. Yep. We're talking like a thousand of these natives and like I think 15 of these Spaniards. That was all that was there. They go up to talk to this guy and the guy, the, the, the king is just like, all right, praise me now. But no one understands each other. And he's showing him the Bible, and the guy's like, uh, okay, you're going to bow? Yep. And then they started getting aggressive with each other, and, you know, 
one of the king's guards, kind of like Game of Thrones, of course, it goes to goes to apprehend the Spanish, and they shoot the guy, and the whole fucking place just was just stunned. Because just imagine, like, it's unfathomable. Just imagine you've never seen a gun. You've never before. seen a gun before. Someone points a thing, a thing. And at someone. It makes a loud, thunderous crap. They say there was a thunder. The person that is being pointed at is now dead. It's just gone. So then everyone in the, the crowd just immediately just loses their shit. And amongst all the losing the shit, one Spanish guy was like, Get the fucking king! <laughs> right? And they grabbed up the king and they shackled him. And now, of course, to the psyche of the natives, their god was just kidnapped. Which is just like, what the, f- the world's ending for it's these over. people. It's over. And, and then, of course, they were able to, to conquer them you know easily right because of their technology they just fell apart so i would think that if i gave them a mozzarella stick they'd be cool with it <laughs> yeah at the end of the day yeah. people like mozzarella sticks yeah i mean that's at the end of the really day more, people like mozzarella sticks that's really what we're trying to drive at here yeah that's what i mean that's what the main message is yeah. but it's an interesting read and i recommend it it's a long one though guns guns germs, germs steel steel mm-hmm. basically they were talking about how I'm a little the, disappointed the ger- that the last word doesn't also start with a g yeah, right? Well, what Guns, would you say? Germs. Goo. Genocide. Yeah, okay, well. <laughs> it was actually not as intentional as a lot of people think. Yeah, no, I'm sure. You know, because, sure. you know, you go to, like, Thailand now and you might get a cold because you're just not used to the germs over there. That's true. Check that shit out. Yeah. Actually, what killed a lot of the natives was uh, the Europeans were the first to domesticate animals. Mm. They didn't really do it in these areas. It was more agricultural. Okay. Uh, and uh, they would hunt what they could get. They never actually kept animals around them. Sure. So when they brought pigs and goats and sheep and shit, and, you know, you have animals hanging around, get stuff in the water, you drink the water, you're dead. Dead. Done. Dead. Done. Kind of like the influenza. People kill people. Um, But anyway, let's talk about Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Wow. Wow. What a caveat, huh? (laughs) Is that what that word means? How did uh, that happen? How did we go from that? Well, how do you, I mean, genocide, Owen Owen Wilson. Hand in hand. Come on. Come on. It's a no-burner. It's a no-brainer. So uh, this thought popped into my head, right? If you're going to okay. look at, let's just say in the last decade. That's 10 years. That's 10 years. Yep. Actually. I think if, we have to go back 15. you got to go back 15 years? Yeah. To, let's, let's look at the last 15 years. Comedy duos, do they exist anymore? Yes. You have Martin Lawrence and, and uh, Will Smith. Okay, yeah. Okay, they're a duo. Yeah. Those movies are action, but there's also comedy involved. Yeah, of course. Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, are they a comedy duo? Would you consider them a comedy duo? It's hard to say because they don't have a lot... Oop, excuse me. A lot of movies together. They have um, But they have two? W- Wedding Crashers, which is... Monumental movie. Incredible. Incredibly funny. So you have Game that, Changer. Game Changer. You have that comedy duo. They've got the internship, which was... You said it was a little bit of a floppy. I, I saw it. I mean, it's fine. You can watch it and enjoy it or whatever. It's not... Were you let down based upon Wedding Crashers, thinking you were going to get... No. I didn't really have any expectations for it. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes... That's a lot of it, too. It's like, if you go into something with expectations, you might get it usually down. will disappoint you. If you go into something with like, yeah, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, I, any, what can happen? That's usually a good thing, I feel. So now... When I when this thought popped in my head, I was like, "Well, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn were fantastic in Wedding Crashers." Yeah, but how about Will Ferrell and yep. John C. Riley, Johnny C. in Step Brothers? Yeah, can you compare the two movies? Like, are you able to put them in juxtaposition? I mean, they're both hilarious movies. They're both right? very funny movies, and I think 
because like Will Ferrell and, and John C. Riley have done a few things together, right? Like Talladega Nights, you know, they were together. That was a good one. That was a good one. So now, if we were to really, what else did they do? Together? I want to say, I think Owen Wilson's duo uh, partner, obviously, like Finn, the Wedding Crash was, I think, was the best, but his the guy he works more with is Ben Stiller. Like Owen Wilson, I feel like and Ben well, Stiller now, hold are together on. The only, a lot. I'm trying to think. I know of Meet the Parents. Yeah. And what? And what? Starsky else? and Hutch. Mm, I wasn't a big Starsky yeah, and Hutch I mean, fan. But that was the two of them. So that was the two of them. And Will Ferrell made a little cameo in there, which is pretty hilarious. That is true. That is true. Pretty hilarious. So now, if we were to look at... Let's try to break this down. Ooh, they're also in the Night of the Museum together. Oh, yeah, well... They've but they weren't things really, but, but I mean, Stiller was the main guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. In Night of the Museum. So if we're going to look at them just from the standpoint, maybe let's do an elimination game right now. Ooh. Vince Vaughn... And Owen Wilson, or Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson, which was the better? Well, this is not easy. No, it's not easy. It's because tough. can the strength of one movie right. take control of all all four right. of them? So I think that Wedding Crashers is better than anything that Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller have done together. I would agree with you. So I would wholeheartedly agree with you. I mean, do I give it to them for that? Because they're one, like the yeah. one thing they did yeah, together was do. the best. I think okay. you do have to do Fine. that. I will do it because even if you, you, you there's there's no question. That, because even if Meet the Parents, right? Uh, Owen Wilson was like a. Owen Wilson was kind of just there. Was, yeah, he was. He wasn't even like a main character. You know? maybe a Owen few Wilson scenes. was, I would say, more of a main character in Wedding Crashers. Oh yeah. Okay, so he was the guy. Yeah. But Vince Vaughn had a lot of camera time. Oh, they were okay. Uh, so they, it was split down. The it middle was kind of split down the middle. Yeah, I would definitely. say. So, so even though the story was mainly Owen Wilson's character, they were just they were there. You know. Totally there. So, obviously, out of Wedding Crashers and um, the internship, Wedding Crashers, hands down. Yeah. And then I would say, between Step Brothers and Talladega Nights, which one was funnier? Step Brothers. Step Brothers? Probably funnier. I think think Talladega Talladega Nights had more of a... Oh, I don't want to say slapstick, because they kind of both had those kind of, like, really cheap laughs. Yeah. Like the, uh, the Mountain Dew... You know, the prayer scene in Talladega Nights. Mm-hmm. Spoiler yeah. alert. Be ready? Sweet baby Jesus. Yeah, sweet little innocent baby Jesus. Fat belly baby Jesus. Like, it's fun. I think actually one of the funniest scenes in Talladega Nights was when he was par- he was saying he was paralyzed and he stabbed himself in the leg <laughs> and he jumps up, you know. <laughs> no, no! <laughs> He's got to know! <laughs> uh, that was actually, I think, if what one of the... F- the funniest yeah. uh, scenes in that film. I mean, I like probably my. I don't know if it's my favorite or not, but one of the scenes that always sticks out to me is when he's in the bar. Will Ferrell's in the bar and meets uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's character <laughs> yeah. for the first time. That was pretty funny. And uh, he's trying to get him to admit that crepes are delicious. Yeah, or whatever. Why don't you just say little tiny? Just, just, he gives him a compromise. Just say little <laughs> tiny pancakes. I, I think that is a fair compromise. <laughs> yeah, it is a fair compromise. But <laughs> he won't do saying. it. He goes, he's I'm going to break out of this right now. Who did he? And, like, he just doesn't. And then he asks him to break his arm. Because you might as well just break his arm right now. Pepper the pew. <laughs> no, uh, so, look, if we're going to break this down, okay, uh, right before the bathroom break here, yeah. I think we're going to have to look at it. You know what? Let's take the bathrooms out there in America. Like, what, what's the better duo and what's the best movie out of all, all of these? So we're going to figure that out after the bathroom break. Mm. We're going to come back with the criteria of how we're going to rate them. Okay. All right? Let's do it. So we'll be right back.
All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I found some savage dubstep to play. And this is what came up. And it's great because we're breaking one of the cardinal rules of the uh, the old Rob. Oh, here that? comes a drop. Here comes a drop. Oh, shit. Savage. It's savagery. It's savage drop. The, one of the rules of the old Rob is you can't play a song that has words in it. <laughs> this guy's like, I got my bones. Um, we want to thank everyone who listens. Honest to God, it's really awesome that people do. I thank them. Yeah, yeah, thank you for... You're a listener. I am a and listener. And now you're a syndicated guest. You come on whenever you want. Syndicated guest. Syndicated guest here. Ladies, this is some savagery. I love this. And this dubstep. I, I wish know. I was really drunk, though. It would be better if it was hammered, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. I would, I would be dizzy. This is dizzy. Yeah, see, look at your head's all bottled. Don't even know what's going on. No, it's like, we're all right now. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. You can always email us, threebeardsin at gmail.com. Contact us on Twitter. We do have an Instagram. I have Instagram. to do the Instagram picture. Hashtag Latergram. Um, special shout-out to Beverage Island. Haven't been there lately. These beers are from Beverage Island. Did, did, you went to Beverage Island and got Wait, these did beers? I? Did you get these beers from Beverage Island? Richmond Terrace? Yeah. That's where I was. Good, man. So we've been working a little bit late, Rob and I, so by the time we get there, it's closed. Uh, you know what? Hey, that's cool. Um, we might actually start taking advantage of their wonderful um, delivery service. Oh, stop. They do, yeah. $5 nice. flat fee, better than you want. Hello. You have to pay for the beer, though. Of course. You know. Um, but thank you all wholeheartedly for listening, and uh, keep listening. If it's good, if we start sucking, stop listening, and then we'll just fizzle up and dissolve. But other than that, we're really, really happy that you guys continue to listen, and you're the reason that we do it, and we thank you. Thank you. And hey, Rob. Yeah, dumb. No, no, the other Rob. Oh, shit. Hey, Rob. Hope you make it. Feel better, buddy. Feel better, man. Should we wait for the next drop? Yeah, I feel like it's happening right now. Yeah, let's just... Here it comes. Oh. Oh, got more Savage. It got even more savage. I feel like I just want to... What do you do when you listen to the dubstep? You just... Whatever you want. Wow. I feel like there's a snake coming out of a basket somewhere right now. Yeah, but like... I think it's made of metal. (laughs) Red eyes. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Uh, yeah, definitely. It's very brutal and savage. Savagery. Okay. We'll fade this out now. Bones. All right, so that was some pretty brutal, savage dubstep. I hope everybody's okay out there. All right, so, um, so we looked at we talked it over, Rob and I talked a little bit. Okay, and we said, how are we going to rate? We're going to rate these movies, okay, on a scale of one to five on their plot, their laugh factor. Mm-hmm. Plot meaning the story, how good it is, laugh factor, and how many laughs you get in yeah. that film, yeah. and sustainability. And when we say sustainability, is does it? Is it still funny today? Yeah. Do you watch it? Do you laugh? Do you have to watch it? Does it make you giggle? And does it make you happy? Because it's a comedy. Comedies are supposed to make you feel good that's, that's and make you laugh. So, a little cool little thing that we did here, and I also have I have a little bit of a. Uh, uh, He's hiding something. I got, from I got me. a little. I got a little something here that's He's gonna hiding something. That's gonna throw you for a loop. Son um, of a gun. So, uh, so we got Owen Wilson. I broke it down by Owen Wilson and Will Ferrell because those are the uh, the big money names. Are they mm-hmm. the big money names? I don't know. I mean, if who Owen made, Wilson, who I think who Vince, do you think is worth Vince more? Vaughn might be higher mm-hmm. build than Owen Wilson. Uh, maybe, maybe. Tough call. Well. Vince Vaughn's career is definitely more accomplished. You think it's picked up more, or just is more? Better? Well, it started earlier. 
Mm-hmm. They do like clockers or whatever it's called. Are they with John Favreau? John Favreau. All right, so we got Owen Wilson on one end, Will Ferrell on the other. Obviously, their duo is Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, Will Ferrell, and Johnny C. Riley. What are you trying Fair to thing. do? I just want to raise. Oh, yeah, it will go back down. We've we did this before. That's okay. Where you've we've been in that situation. I feel better. Um, and their movies are Wedding Crashers and The Interns, uh, as well as Step Brothers and Talladega Nights, the ballad of Ricky Bobby. So mm. uh, a little fun factor here because I wanted to look at the if you ain't first years. That's right. I wanted to look at the years of these films, and Rob said that he would be able to predict what those years are. So, I think so. Um, Wedding Crashers, the year it came out. Go. I think Wedding Crashers was 2005. You are correct. Oh, and The Interns? Oh, that was probably... Boy, here we go. 2010. Mm-hmm. Later? Yeah, 2013. 13. 2013. Now, here we go. This is, a, this is a, another test for you. Uh, Step Brothers, what year did that come out? 2008. P- perfect, right on the nail. The nail on the head, I meant. <laughs> right on the right on the head yeah. or whatever. And Talladega Nights about Ricky Bebe. 06. Goddamn. 3 out of 4 ain't bad. Wow, 3 out of, I think Meatloaf sang that song, yeah, right? That's the song. All right. So, uh we're going to get right down to it. So, we're going to start with Owen Wilson's Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Uh what did you think of that movie? We're going to do the rating system between 1 and 5. Plot of that film, give us give us a rundown of it. And, well, uh, what I mean, you basically, Owen Wilson and uh, Vince Vaughn are a couple of pals, mm-hmm. right? And oh, yeah. uh, every wedding season, their goal is to crash as many weddings as possible. Yeah, that's and true. Score with the babes. That's true. That is know? absolutely what the what the film is about. And uh, along the way, along the way, they crash a wedding. Yeah, real feelings get mixed into the. Uh, it does happen. Into the mix there and. Uh, you know, we got to try to deal with that fallout. That's true. And I think that that is an excellent description of the plot. Um, I guess we're going to, because we know all the movies involved here, we're going we're gonna to compare the plots to how they hold up against the other ones. Mm-hmm. So I think out of all of these plots, it's the best one. It's I think probably it's probably the, the best plot. When I say best, I don't mean like it's it's like Gone with the Wind good. I right. mean just in terms of the movies that are involved on this list, it's yeah. the best in terms of... Uh, an actual yeah. Uh, you, there's a drama there. There's yeah. an underlining drama there, and something you could follow. It feels like it could be like a real story. A real story. To like yeah. Step Brothers, which is like let's put Will Ferrell and John C. Riley together and make yeah. them Step Brothers and see what happens. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so for the plot, I give it a five. What do you give it? Yeah, I'm going to say five because I think out of overall, it's the it's the best one. So. Yeah, I think it's the best plot. Um, so now we'll jump right over to. Um, Step Brothers, yeah, because we'll do we'll do a, a side by side thing. So compared to the all the movies here, Step Brothers plot, yeah, Step Brothers plot is um, Will Ferrell's uh, mother. That's correct. Is uh, meets John C. Riley's father mm-hmm. at a conference, and they uh, decide to get married. And uh, Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley's characters are both uh, basically forty year old. Teenagers, yes, that's true, and uh, very they good have description. To try to coexist as stepbrothers now that their parents are now married. Of course, the funny part of it is them being these older grown men, yeah, absolutely, and acting, and acting like, like children. children. Ooh, Sorry, caught that nice one. Catch. So, um, in terms of plot here uh, against these other films, yeah. Before I continue with this one, I just want to quickly you tell me what in the interns is about because I didn't get to see that. You know what? I saw it. Mm-hmm. You remember the plot? I don't remember it that well. Okay. It seems like, 
you know, it's, it was basically just they decided to get an internship at a, I don't know if it was Google or it was a company like based on like, like fake Google, Google or something. I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah. It's been a bit, but, uh, you know, basically putting these 40 year old <clears throat> men in an internship with so similar 18 to, to 20 something year old kids and similar to Step Brothers, but a little more serious, I guess a little more plausible. Yeah. So then in, in that case, I would say maybe that that plot is better than Step Brothers. Because you're looking at an impossible situation. And I'm talking just in terms of plot. I'm not talking about it being a functional comedy. Yeah, I don't know. Because the fact, even if you're talking about 40-year-old men getting an internship at a tech company is pretty absurd. Is it impossible, though? You ever see that De Niro movie where he was an intern? No. <laughs> well, it exists. The one and, with Anne uh, Hathaway? Uh, yes. Hathaway? I think it's Anne Hathaway. It's one of those. Is that her name? It's one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's Anne Hathaway. I'm going to say I think that, that maybe that plot just lends a little more credence to truth than Step Brothers. Maybe. I'm just saying in terms of, like, believability. Maybe. You know? Unless for, for some crazy reason. that I do see that older men could end up in a tech startup and trying to work their it's way. It's going to be hard to rate this movie based on the fact that you've never seen it and I don't remember much about it. So then I think sustainability, we'll jump to that, is a zero or one for the intern because I actually didn't even remember the movie. I, knew, I did know once you said it that it did exist. Yeah. But I didn't even think to go see it. It looked gimmicky from the start. Yeah. So I'm going to say that's their dud yeah. in my opinion. Bad. So I'm going to say uh, for intern, uh, sustainability... I mean, you don't even remember it. I don't. I would say that's a one. Yeah. So do one to five. We'll do one and um, plot maybe a three. I mean, yeah. We can maybe say three's, it's a push. Three's fair. I, I think, think it's a push. Three for for intern and stepbrothers is a three as well. For plot? For plot. Okay. It's a push. I think it's fair. It's a push. I think that's fair. And it's not. we're not rating it too bad, but we're not yeah. rating it too great I think that's fair. at the same time. Talladega Nights. Yeah. Plot. Plot. Basically, Will Ferrell, Ricky Bobby. That's right. Is a uh, starts off the movie as uh, a pit crew. That's right. Uh, the driver, I don't remember. If, I forget what happens. The driver runs out in the middle of a race. Something. Will Ferrell fills in. Mm-hmm. Turns out he's really fucking good at racing. That's right. Becomes a star race car driver. If you're not first, you're last. And if you're not first, you're last. That's baby. right. That's right. Goddamn. It's a little bit of a parody on actual race car driving. Yeah. Yeah. And the mania that's behind it. Yeah. Um, and then he has to deal with a foreigner from Formula One from uh, France. Formula One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Which and is pretty funny. Sasha Baron Cohen, mm-hmm. who's a genius. He really is a comedic genius. <laughs> he really, he? Seriously he, he's, is. he's good at what he does. Um, looking at all these other plots here. Um, I it's would, a cheesy plot. It's kind of like a standard, nothing like, I don't know. I, it, I it's very predictable. It a, yeah, I might give it a three in plot. I think it's a three as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that's actually a fair number. It's not number a great there. plot, but it's, it's good. It's, it's passable. Yeah. But it's not terrible, you right. know? Yeah. It's not like Big Money Hustlers, which you don't even know what that yeah, is. I don't even know what you just said. Um, it's, <laughs> well, some people might. Uh, it's, a, it's an insane clown posse film. Of uh, so, uh, that takes care of plot. This is a big... Well, let's do sustainability now, because Wedding Crashers, I think it's a five. I think it's a five, too. It's absolutely it's a absolutely five for me, because hilarious I am going to watch it whenever it's on. I, I I don't actively seek out movies that I've seen before, but if it's on, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And I, and there's there's a lot of scenes that are memorable. Yep. That you, that you just, you know, there's one-liners out the wazoo, crab yep. cakes and football. Motorboating. Motorboating. Bradley Cooper's there. 
Bradley Cooper is there. <laughs> Bradley Cooper's there. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. She's not another notch in your belt. They just ramble them off. Red Seven. Red you Seven. Just, you could random off. You could just ramble off a whole bunch of that film. There. Yeah. Plus, plus Will, Will Ferrell's Will cameo Ferrell, in that movie. Cameo in there. Yeah. God. Mom, the meatloaf. A very good, very good one. Damn you, Roger. Yeah. Very good. I mean, so, uh, so five for sustainability. Five, yeah. Uh, we did one already for the intern because. Yeah, I think no one really knows. I think that gets. Anything. They got three for plot. Three I for think plot. They gets one for everything else. For, for, well, we're not. We're not up to. Oh, Step Brothers sustainability. Five. I'm going to say it's a five too. There's just too many scenes it's there always that are so good that you want to watch them over and over again. I mean, the, yeah. the scene where they're sleepwalking. God, it's one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever. Oh, like, it's just like you know, it's just so stupid. It is dumb, but it's. I mean, we're trying. Let's not encroach on laugh factor just yet. But that is pretty funny. Yeah. That it's right there. It's like always going to be funny. Uh, so Talladega Nights, sustainability, something you seek out. Well, I don't know. In, in terms of sustainability, I might give it a. Man, I want to say somewhere a three or four. Three or four. Um. Maybe I'll go to three. You're going to go know. right to three with that? I'm going to also go with three because uh, I think it's the weaker film of the two. Right. It, it's, it's it's good. It's funny. It's funny. There are funny things. There's some, you know, I, I you really like shake the... shake it before you bake it. Shake it, shake it bake. I really <laughs> like the old, the, the new house noises, the yeah. big house uh-huh. noises. Like, I think someone's in here, man. And he's like, nah, man, it's just a big house. got noise. And he hangs I'm up. I'm not even he, talking to you. <laughs> he hangs up and you just hear like... <laughs> and he like looks around. Oh man, it's funny. But I think three is fair, and the intern um, gets the one there because we just, totally forgot about it completely. Yeah, just... Now, laugh factor. Well, this is a big one. These are all comedies, yeah. and I think they're all home runs when it comes to comedies. They're so, um, Wedding Crashers, laugh factor five, hundred percent of five. Like we said, the the one liners, everything there. The terms of the sustainability. The sustainability is there because of the laugh factor. Yeah, it's such a funny film. You always want to see it. In turn, did you laugh? You Let's remember. give it a two. We're going to give it a two. You don't even remember. And remember I didn't even, I mean, I'm a big fan of comedy, and I didn't even want to, I was not interested at all. I, mean, I, I don't want to give it a one because they're both funny guys, so I'm sure yeah, that so I'm sure there, was there some, were moments that were funny. There was I some can't fun. remember it. Talladega Nights, funniness. I think it's a funny movie. I'm going to give it a four. I'm gonna, I think a four is a very I fair one. I think four is good. It's not as funny, in my opinion, as Step Brothers, which I will give yeah. a five. Yeah, five. I'm going to give that a five. I mean, I come mean, on. Talladega Nights, Gary I'm Cole. I'm burying you. In, like, in Talladega Nights, Gary Cole yeah. as, his, as his dad. Very good. Hilarious. hilarious. But the dad in Step Brothers is pretty good, too. Especially Richard, when he Richard was... Jenkins, I think it's uh, Richard Jenkins? Uh, Leroy Jenkins. Nope. Leroy, that's a different okay. Um, but He's great. Yeah. But when he's doing Wait. the... Uh, the, when he was pretending to be a dinosaur, oh man, it's funny, funny shit, just funny What's shit. That's the movie that gave us boats and hoes, boats and hoes. Now here's the cat and here's... the Catalina fucking wine mixer. Pow, pow. Is, it, is he saying pow? Like it's, it's just I like when they when they do that. Uh, it's not it's not necessarily the fourth wall. Yeah, but uh, they're talk because I just saw that movie Thor Ragnarok, which is funny, it's which funny is funny, movie. and they like they kind of like they talk to the audience sometimes, which is sort of like breaking the fourth wall. Or they'd be like. Like when in the beginning scene where Thor is like swinging around slowly and he's mm-hmm. like, "Hang on a second, I, I can't hear what you're saying." And then he comes back around. The guy's like, "I will just draw you." He's like, "What? Well, no, I can't hear you." Yeah. Like it's just that I don't know how you call it. It's like a cat and mouse type tongue yeah. and cheek, yeah. tongue and cheek type comedy. So we're gonna do the tally here. And as I'm doing the tally, doing the tally, ho. There tally is, ho, tally ho. There is a uh, some honorable mentions that I want to throw out there. Oh, let's, let's there's see. a there's a hilarious movie featuring. Because you were talking about Ben Stiller, yeah, and Vince Vaughn, dodgeball, dodgeball, dude, 
Come great on. fucking movie. That's a funny movie. So it's an honorable mention because it's not necessarily... There was a Ben Stiller connection that we made with Owen Wilson and Will Farrell yeah. in the, the, the Dragon, very convincing Dragon. Say, real quickly, there's almost nothing better yes. than Ben Stiller playing a ridiculous character. He's very good like at that. Like when he's the straight guy, like he's... I don't know. He can yeah. be okay. Yeah. But when he's playing a character like... White Goodman, yeah, or Tony Perkins in Heavyweights. Oh, yeah. oh God, we're almost the same character. Step on the scale, son. Get off the scale. Son. It's fucking gold. He's got a good. He's, he's he does a good ridiculous guy. God, gold. But he, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm a pretty I'm a pretty big fan of Ben Stiller. No, I'm into him. I think he I think he does good work. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm let's let's run up the tally here, shall okay, we? Okay, let's do it. So Wedding Crasher, we got all fives across the board. Five plus five plus five equals fifteen. That's a fifteen. Okay, son. and then the intern. Coming up the rear here, we got a 1 plus 2 plus 3. That's not good. Giving it a total score of 21. Okay? 21. For the duo. Okay, for their duo. And uh, now for um, for the other guys, uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, we got a 5 plus 5 plus 3 plus 3 plus 3 plus 4 with a grand total of 23. Mm. They eked it out. They got in there. They eked it out. And, and Three Beers In thinks... That John C. Riley and Will Ferrell are the funnier of the two. And I think that's good. I and think I that's think right. that's fair. You know what, though? In in just to do my due diligence to the show and Ooh, to our it. fans, do your diligence. I'm going to watch the interns. Yeah, I'm going to watch them. You should probably watch it. I feel like I should. I feel like, uh, and yeah, then I, you know, I'm going to keep this paper here. And if I if I have to change my score, yeah, make adjustments. I'll do that. If I have to do that, I'll do that. Because we're, we're really just rating it based on nothing almost, which is unfair. Which is sort of unfair. So I, I will seek it out, and I will watch it, and I will give my fair rating on it. But I also have a little bit of an announcement to make. Oh, please, announce away. So, Three Beers In, as of this moment, endorses John C. Riley and Will Ferrell as a comedy duo. They're coming out with another movie soon. Is that the Sherlock Holmes It's a movie? Sherlock Holmes movie. That's going to be good. I kind of can't wait for that. That's going to be great. I, I kind of can't wait for that. They're so good together. They're so good together. And John C. Riley was always a serious actor. Yeah. Okay, I don't know when he turned to the comedy. But I think it was Talladega Nights. I think I think Talladega Nights. The Knights, beginning yeah. of it. It was kind of the beginning of it, because he was in like he did. No, he did some he was serious in some, stuff. He was. Uh, he was more of a character actor. I think he did, was he in Chicago. Did he did the movie Chicago. The uh, I think he was. He had a part. He in that could movie. have been in. He was in Gangs of New York as that cop. Yeah. He was in what's the Dirk Diggler movie? Was that movie? Oh, yeah. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. He was in Boogie Nights as that Mike Honcho. Yeah. Or is that Talladega Nights? Sorry, one of the nights. <laughs> one of the nights. You know, there and uh, for everyone out there, I'm going to recommend this movie to you. It's a it's a it's a serious film, and John C. Riley's in it as well as Colin Farrell. It's mm. called The Lobster. I have been wanting to see that movie for about three years. It's a good movie, and I just haven't. It's, but it's, it's such a good movie. I want to see it so bad. I mean, there it, it's 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 an interesting. It's, there's like a it's like a, the plot basically is it's a it's this place for singles, right? Yes, yeah. And uh, you have a f- amount of time. I don't know if it, what it is. Thirty yeah, you, you days. You have to have. Well, what happens is they get there because they don't have a a, a mate. They right. don't have like a a partner. Right. So they have thirty days, I think, to, to find, find one, one, or they have to turn into an animal. An animal. God. And this guy picks the lobster. Man, you're not allowed. There, there's rules. They're not allowed to do certain things. It's it's it's, it's interesting. I've heard it's great. It's an interesting film. So, it has it has interesting parts. John C. Riley is in it. John C. Riley is in it. Uh, he plays this this awkward guy with a, I think a very heavy lisp. I saw it. I saw it three years ago. I when it like first came out. Yeah. And uh, it was it was really good. It was really one of those. I've been solid. meaning to watch it for a while. So I recommend it to you. So this is what we're gonna do. You're gonna watch the lobster. Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm gonna watch the interns. And then next time you come here, which is hopefully next week, I'd love to because Rob over there is dead. Well, I hope he survives. No, he's dead, and we have a new Rob. I'd like to be here with him. We got a new Rob in town. 
Rob DeVito. D does come before O in the alphabet. Wow, I didn't. Well, I didn't know. Well, if, I, mean, I, I didn't know math. that. I check my math. On check that. your math on that. You're good at the math. I, I realize that. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. We have some recommendations for some movies. Yeah, we, we did good. We got movies for you to watch. Check them out this weekend. Uh, if you got nothing going on in your life, which is pretty sad for us to. Well, anyway, Black Panther. Black, Black Panther's coming out. Can't wait to see that. Check that out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for bearing with us, and uh, go get go to your local library and get a copy of Guns, Germs, and Steel. Jumanji. Jumanji, and uh, don't forget to call 1-800-HELP-ME if there's a problem. Two E's at the end. And uh, maybe go check out The Lobster or uh, The Interns, and uh, we'll see how it goes next week. Let's say goodbye, Rob. Say bye, Rob. Goodbye, Rob. Bye, Rob. Feel better. Not you, the other one.